Welcome to season four of the Gamers Change Lives podcast. Over the first three seasons of the Gamers Change Lives podcast, we've had the opportunity to speak with men and women around the world who are staking their claim in the esports industry. This season, the theme is going to be accelerating success and harnessing the power of esports incubators and accelerators. Tom and his team are going to highlight the crucial role that incubators and accelerators have on the esports industry and showcase the journeys of entrepreneurs who have leveraged these programs to propel their businesses forward. And now, here's your host, Tom Leonard. I'm Tom Leonard. I'm the host of the Gamers Change Lives podcast, where we talk about how esports can create jobs anywhere in the world. Play games, create jobs, change lives. In season one of the podcast, we talked about jobs. In season two, we called it Follow the Money. We talked to investors. We talked to sponsors. And in season three, we talked about business basics. And now in season four, we're, we're having a new theme called Accelerating Esports Success. So we're going to be talking to people around the world. We're going to be telling the stories of how entrepreneurs can tap into resources provided by accelerators, incubators, and other platforms to improve their business skills. The goal of the conversation is to provide information and inspiration to esports entrepreneurs and others, other entrepreneurs, both new and established, to seek tools, to seek training, mentorship, networking, and and more through these established platforms. Really happy here tonight to be able to have Sho Sato, who is the CEO. He's going to correct me on all the stuff if I say it wrong. CEO at Ludimus. He's a co-founder at IGI mentor at FI Tokyo, and about 20 other things. So this guy is busy. Welcome, Sho. Yeah. Hi. Uh, really nice to meet you. Yeah. Uh, my name is Sho Sato. Uh, as, uh, as Tom mentioned, uh, I'm the CEO of the Ludum Sync, a gym consulting company. And I'm also the uh, co-founder and the secretary general at the EG, the first and only game incubation program in Japan. And also, uh, I'm currently leading the uh, Shibu Incubation uh, by uh, IGDA. Yeah. So, yeah, that's me. Really great to uh, be here. Yeah. Thank you very much. Yeah. No, welcome. Where are you speaking to us from? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm currently in uh, Tokyo in Japan. Yeah. Uh, it's in the, uh, how do you say, very uh, daytime. Yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah. yeah we, we, get to, we get to learn about all kinds of, uh, of uh, time zones here. So, mm-hmm. first, the first question we always ask are you a gamer? Do you yes, play games? Definitely. I'm a gamer. Yeah, definitely. Arcade, what, do you, what do you play? Uh, arcade. Yeah, that's great. Uh, arcade game, console game, PC game, mobile game, and uh, TRPG, a tabletop roping game, board game, card game, uh, alternative reality game, uh, Evergence. So actually, and uh, recently I re- uh, really love to play the like, uh, how can I say, like uh, indie games, uh, as well as uh, some big titles. But uh, I actually, uh, I'm a kind of uh, all one uh, gamer. What, what did you start out playing? Mm. Recently, uh, uh, recently, yeah, actually, uh, maybe how can I say? I can say that uh, uh, my favorite game is uh, divided into three parts. First, retro game, like uh, uh, the old, old kind of the games, like uh, Nintendo uh, or the, uh, Nintendo or like, uh, uh, like uh, for example, Atari or the, <laughs> yeah, such stuff. Uh, second thing is more about uh, like uh, uh, the kind of old stuff, uh, board game and card game. I one of my favorite thing is to, when I whenever uh, I visit uh, some uh, international uh, some other countries, I purchase the kind of historical board game uh, into the these countries. For example, uh, actually, do you, did you know that uh, how do I say in the e- Asian country, each country has its own type of chess. Uh, for example, in Japan, we have a shogi. This is a very Japanese style of uh, the chess. Meanwhile, uh, for example, in China, they have a shanchi. And uh, in Thailand, they have a Makrook. Uh, in the Myanmar, they have a Shitwing and so on. So I love to collect uh, such, uh, how can I say, historical board games uh, as a kind of reference to the, uh, how can I say, the game design. And uh, sometimes, how can I say, I play the, these games with the game designer in Japan as well. And the third thing is about the recent indie games. Uh, I mainly like the kind of, the, how can I say, the uh, kind of the simulation-like games. Uh, like, uh, how can I say, the simulation of the profession or the simulation of uh, the kind of jobs. Uh, I, I prefer to play, like, uh, for example, uh, simulating, uh, like, uh, engineer simulating, like, a car, a car mechanic simulator, uh, or the, yeah, 
for example, car mechanic simulator, farm simulator, uh, or some, how can I say, uh, simulation game uh, uh, focusing on the, some, how can I say, mining or the, yeah, some strange stuff. So, yeah. So, yeah, these, these, these are, they are my, how can I say, favorites. But actually, I also love the kind of the uh, big titles, like, uh, the, of course, the JRPG as well. Yeah. I saw, I saw the other day on Game Pass something about, like, Goat Simulator. Goat Simulator. Yes, definitely. <laughs> and yes. I was thinking, exactly. Exactly. I was just like, that's not for me, but it seemed to be really popular. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's popular, yes. And uh, I, I love to, how can I say, play such a, how can I say, simulator and the simulation. <laughs> Most of yes. Them, yeah. Yes, it is. Um, we always hear that in Asia, uh, that mobile gaming is mm. more popular than any other format. Is that true in Japan? Definitely. Uh, according to the some statistics, uh, now the mobile game uh, uh, occupied like sixty uh, percent of the uh, total game market in Japan. Uh, meanwhile, like a uh, uh, console game uh, occupies like thirty percent and thirty-five uh, percent. Uh, uh, no, thirty percent and the ten percent is uh, how can I say belong to the PC gaming, I think. But uh, how can I say ventilation rate of uh, PC gaming is uh, uh, increasing recently, uh, so its percentage is going up. I think. Which one is going up? Yeah, PC game. PC. Oh, okay. PC, yeah. PC game, PC online game, or the uh, like a Steam game or the such things. Yeah, ten years, ten years ago or twenty years ago, uh, PC gaming is uh, not so popular in Japan. Uh, yeah, uh, it's a uh, it's a very different tendency compared with uh, Korea or China, uh, but uh, yeah, uh, in Japan because of the how can you say uh, COVID era uh, at the time, uh, the people uh, people tend to play the uh, new games from the Steam. Uh, so the for example, Steam users in Japan uh, is doubled. I heard uh, from the one percent of the whole population to the two percent or the two two point five percent. So. I think yeah, uh, it becomes uh, how can I say the much 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 popular uh, than it was. Hmm. hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, one of the things I wanted to point out here is that your background is in game development, and and the kinds of things that we're going to be talking about today are primarily about game development, not esports. We've always we you know we've concentrated a lot on esports, which is you know the competitive playing of video games, but when when we're talking about accelerators and all kinds of, of entrepreneurial tools and, and organizations. Your experience is in the game development side. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, well, well, my main job is to uh, support the game developers. Yeah. And uh, actually, uh, yeah, I, I'm actually the how can I say, uh, I started my career as a, a, a consultant uh, for, the, for the game development companies uh, in order to help them to uh, work with the uh, uh, international game studio, uh, as well as uh, uh, some, uh, how can I say, the, some partner for the uh, various regions, especially in the emerging countries. Uh, so, yeah, actually, how can I say, I'm more focused on the uh, game development uh, game development side than uh, esports side. Okay. Yeah, which which is which is fine because uh, one of the things that we're finding in talking about these kinds of topics, it's like it's really entrepreneurs from any industry can benefit from. Uh, using these organizations, so 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 that's that's fine. I just wanted to point that out. So Ludimus, were you the CEO? What is Ludimus? Am, am, I, am I saying that right? Yes, Ludimus means uh, uh, we play in classical Latin. Actually, uh, my major uh, was uh, how can I say the world history, philosophy, and religion in, uh, at the time of the Kyoto University. Uh, I studied the classical Latin, classical Greek, and uh, some other classical languages. Uh, so that's why, how can I say, when I uh, start my own company, uh, I choose the uh, uh, classical uh, the word from a classical Latin. Yeah. Great. Okay. So, so what what does the company do? Ah, yes. Uh, uh we're uh, we're doing the uh, like a consulting work for the game, anime, and manga. Uh, the uh, our specialization uh, is to uh, help the game companies to expand their business into the international market. Especially in the emerging countries uh, like uh, uh, Middle East, uh, India, Latin America, and, and Africa, and so on. Uh, actually, uh, uh, before I worked in the Japan, I worked in the, I had worked in the uh, Hashimite Kingdom of Jordan, and I worked with a lot of Arabic game developers to uh, expand their business into the Europe. So that's why I have a lot of connection in Arabic countries. Uh, so 
that's why how can I say uh, my major focus is to, uh, is in the emerging countries. Yeah. Can Can you talk a little bit more about that? Because so much of our so much of our audience is from emerging markets around the world. Okay. And yeah, so, could you yeah. could you talk a little bit about what your experience has been? How are things different in emerging markets than maybe they are in Japan and the United States, Europe? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, good. Very good question. Uh, I think uh, uh, the yeah. I think uh, the emerging countries uh, uh, in the, the in, in view of the marketing, uh, mobile game is very very strong uh, compared with uh, uh, Japan or the U or the US. Uh, but at the same time, uh, they have uh, how do I say the very strong core uh, community of the console PC game at the same time. Uh, but actually, the how do I say in generally speaking, the percentage of the mobile game market is very strong. And uh, actually, uh, it's very young market at the same time. Uh, yeah, uh, for example, if you look at the uh, uh, countries like uh, yeah, like uh, Japan or Korea or Europe, uh, it's a kind of an aging society, and uh, uh, elder people also play games. Uh, but uh, uh, if you look at the uh, uh, yeah uh, emerging countries, uh, maybe the majority of the bigger uh, the majority of the gamers are. Uh, like uh, how can I say the younger people in the t in, in their tens or the twenties, I think. Yeah, and of course, uh, uh, if we, if we how can I say connect to the topic like uh, esports, uh, how can I say they are all very how can I say streaming driven, esports driven, and then yeah, they have a how can I say uh, they uh, they are fo very fond of the how can I say new technologies related gaming. I think. Yeah. No, it's an it's an interesting perspective to have so much experience in both. Side, so you can kind of get a feel because because Japan is kind of like all by itself. I mean, it's it's way up there in in, in the in the game development side of right. things. Yeah. So back to Ludimus, what got you started in creating it? Because one of the things that we always talk about here is we always like to talk about beginning stories because that's what inspires other people. It's like, oh, that's that's kind of what led to that. So can you talk to us a little bit about what what led you to create Ludimus? Hmm. Uh, well, we uh, we uh, I founded uh, Ludimus on the three years ago, yeah. And uh, at the time, uh, yeah, uh, I worked in the uh, game and game marketing think tank before that, and then I made a report about the uh, uh, game market in emerging countries uh, for like uh, five years, yeah. And then I made a report about the uh, like uh, how do you say game market and the game developer development uh, in the, like uh, India or the Brazil or the Latin. How can I say, Central Asia and some others, and uh, uh, through how can I say my experience in the five years, I feel that uh, the Japanese game company, the Japanese game companies, and uh, some Asian companies uh, uh, have a uh, have a demand to how can I say uh, uh, demand to get a get a consulting uh, in view of the expanding their business, especially in the emerging countries. So that's why I changed my job from uh, like making a report to uh, doing a consulting and matching uh, because uh, how can you see in the emerging countries they have a lot of uh, various kinds of the uh, the stakeholders related to the game industry and uh, uh, these people are uh, sometimes how can you see uh, different different have a different custom and a different way of thinking and sometimes it's a little bit difficult to understand from the Japanese company's perspective and the Asian company's perspective so I feel uh, how can I say I can uh, feel the gap between the these things uh, so that's why I started my uh, own company. Yeah. What 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 role does language play in working mm. with so many different cultures? Because you, I mean, obviously, I'm almost every country you've described there has a different language uh, mm. to deal with. How how do you, how do you deal with all so many different languages? Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, yeah, uh, you know that uh, how can say the uh, in Japan uh, we have a really big language barrier, and uh, for the uh, non-Japanese speaker, Japanese is a crazy language to study. <laughs> I know that, and uh, yeah, but uh, 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 yeah, but uh, yeah, of course, how can say language language barrier is always a big issue for the uh, East Asian market. But uh, uh, when I visit uh, some other country, the uh, some people all. More or less, uh, uh, feel the similar problem. And, uh, for example, when I visited uh, one country in the Latin America, uh, and, uh, I got, uh, 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 uh
uh, I was a hard game. I need, I, I, at the time of the hard game, COVID, at the COVID time, uh, I visited the one country in Latin America. And then uh, I, uh, I, I need to visit the hospital. And the other time, uh, I talk, try to talk in English, but uh, nobody can understand English, uh, even for the, how can I say, doctor or even for the uh, lawyer or such people. Uh, so that's why, yeah, I use a lot of, a uh, lot of, uh, I use a trans machine translation a lot, uh, so frequently uh, in order to, how can I say, uh, tell them in Spanish, like, uh, like, uh, cherry, cherry, prueba, uh, uh, like, uh, PCR, uh, Express, uh, para mi vuelo, uh, uh, Estados Unidos, uh, uh, like that. So, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, at that time, uh, how can I say, I really feel the need of the, how can I say, setting the, uh, as, as advantages at, at the same time. Yeah. Before that, uh, I, my, as I told you, my major, major, how can, my major was, uh, a philosophy and religion. In, and then, so that's why, I good at uh, read, doing the reading and uh, writing, but uh, I don't. I don't. I didn't do the focus on the, like uh, speaking and uh, uh, listening at the time. Yeah, uh, for the especially for the non English uh, language, non English, non Japanese language. But uh, yeah, uh, after the uh, this experience, uh, I exactly feeling it feels the hard as it needs of the studying in the various languages, uh, even in the sp- speaking side. Well, yeah, yeah. It, one of the things that um, um, that you see so much around the world is on the gaming side. It's like people can watch people playing games in other languages and still get excited and still understand what it is that they're they're doing. I mean, if they're game, if they're if they play the same game, I mean, they don't necessarily need to know everything that's being said, but they can still. Yeah, uh, it's it's like the game is like, is is a separate language that. Um, mm. It kind of connects people there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, for example, when I look at the country like uh, India, uh, yeah, India uh, has a lot of lot of uh, uh, languages. Not only uh, uh, Hindi, but also like Malayalam or the Telugu or the Karnataka, Kannada, and so on. And uh, actually, for example, in the like a movie, in so uh, as for the India movie, they are localized into the various local languages in India. But uh, as for the in, uh, uh, but for the as for the game, uh, digital game, it's super difficult to localize into the uh, various Indian languages. Actually, uh, I've never seen the how can I say such a uh, game uh, with a uh, uh, localized into the multiple Indian languages. Uh, so yeah, but uh, at the same time. I also feel the how can I say need of the help uh, by the local uh, uh local language speaker at the same time. In India, for example, if you look at the very popular game like uh, PUBG Mobile, a player earns Battleground Mobile, uh, the it is not so localized into the local language. However, streamer does a uh, and uh, esports player do a very important job for that. They are how can I say doing the streaming and uh, speaking in their own language in order to explain into the how can I say each uh, local uh, local uh, local language speaker in the, in in Tamil uh, in Tamil or the Telugu and so on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 I, we could keep talking about this. I, I want to get back to because yeah. I think I think this is this is really interesting. And this one of the things that in talking to you, you have so much experience in international areas. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, really the the. What do we? I wanted to talk about the most with you is on accelerators and incubators because one of the things, as I said before, that one of the stories that we're trying to tell this season is that there are organizations out there, whether they're incubators or accelerators, where entrepreneurs can help get help to build their business side of things. One of the things that we seem to find is gamers uh, usually come to it from the gaming side. They're, they're gamers. They're as they get better and better at gaming, then they think. Wow, how can I make this into a living? How can I do this for my work? And so the business skills are not at the same level as the gaming skills. And there's organizations out there that can help. Could you describe maybe in a little more detail what's the difference between an incubator and an accelerator? I understand. Uh, actually, an uh, incubator uh, is a, a helper for the game developers. Uh, in view of the uh, business side and development side, uh, actually, uh, the for the game game, game developer, uh, it's quite important to uh, uh, improve their skill uh, in, in the both sides. I think, but uh, 
what it what is the accelerator? Usually, uh, it depends on the how can I, uh, the uh, the definition of the each accelerator, honestly speaking. But the, if I do the uh, some definition, uh, it's a combination of investment and incubation. Uh, yeah, for example, uh, the uh, a certain uh, game acceleration program uh, doing the uh, pro- provide a training program for the uh, game developers, and then in the end of the training program, they provide an uh, investment into the uh, each team. Uh, so I think investment, uh, uh, the making investment from the uh, uh, incubation program, uh, it uh, uh, makes the difference uh, between the incubator and accelerator. Okay, so you're, you're saying that the incubators have the opportunity to provide financing? No, uh, incubator. Do uh, I have it backwards? So, so, sorry, uh, maybe maybe my explanation is back. No, ma- uh, no, no. So, I I could have just easily uh, misunderstood. Don't worry. That's why we could be. Uh, that's why I wanted to ask to, to clarify it for <laughs> for me. Okay, uh, incubator. Uh, uh, incubator just working for the training program. Accelerator is working not only for the training program, but also for the investment. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. No, I had I had uh, had it just backwards there. Mm-hmm. So what, um, what is the best way for entrepreneurs to find out about the programs that they might qualify for? Is that just looking on Google or do you have other suggestions on how people can find these kinds of organizations mm. that will help them? Mm. Yeah, uh, it's also a very good question, I think. Uh, the, usually, uh, the, the, uh, the st- style of incubation program is very different in uh, each continent, I feel. Uh, for example, in Europe, uh, the game incubation program is located not only in the uh, 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 game incubation program is located in the uh, almost all of the European country, I think, and especially in the Western Western Europe. Uh, it's true, I think. Uh, and uh, for example, uh, if you look at the country like uh, Sweden, uh, the these uh, incubation programs are located in the each region, like in the. Uh, Western part of Sweden, northern part of Sweden, southern part of Sweden, and uh, Stockholm, and so on. Yeah, so uh, for the, how can I say, people uh, living in the Sweden, uh, it's easier to, uh, uh, it's a great idea to work with a local game incubator at that time. Meanwhile, for example, if you look at the Latin America, uh, the uh, they don't have a, such a density of the game incubation program. Uh, for example, uh, we, uh, they, they have uh, some uh, exceptions. Like, uh, for example, in Argentina, they have a two game uh, incubation program. But uh, if you let, look at uh, uh, Chile, uh, they don't have a, uh, uh, they have a training program, but they don't have a uh, exact, exact meaning of the incubation program, actually. Yeah. So in this case, uh, the better thing is to find a uh, game incubation program outside uh, uh, your country. So, for example, in this case, uh, it's also a good idea to find the uh, game incubation program working for the uh, international uh, game developers. Maybe, how can I say, uh, if you find a, a such organization in the same language-speaking region, uh, it could be very, very helpful. Yeah. For example, like a game incubation program in Spain or the game incubation program in the uh, Hispano America uh, and so on. Yeah, could be a very helpful for them. For them. How about uh, yeah? I know this is great because you're going through some of the continents. What 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 about in um, in uh, South Asia? South Asia, India. Okay, yeah, it's also a good, a very interesting region for the game development. Uh, actually, uh, as far as I know, uh, the game incubation program are so far located in the only in India. As for the South South Asia, uh, as uh, I checked with the uh, uh, people in the Pakistan, Nepal. Uh, Bangladesh and Sri Lanka, but uh, they don't have uh, the uh, actual meaning of the incubation program so far. If you, how can I say, say the Southeastern Asia uh, as a South Asia, uh, then the Southeastern Asia also have a lot of incubator. But uh, actually, uh, the as for the Southeastern Asia, uh, each country, uh, 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 the each uh, uh, like a bigger country, like uh, uh, in view of the economy and the population, like uh, Indonesia, uh, Thailand. Uh, yeah, these, con- these countries uh, has its own incubation program, actually. And uh, yeah, meanwhile, uh, for the India, uh, you know India is a very big country. And uh, interestingly, uh, we saw that uh, they have uh, multiple uh, game incubator in the some regions. 
which is supported by the educational institutes. This is very interesting tendency, I think, because if you look at the European incubator, they are almost uh, publicly funded. Meanwhile, in the Eastern Asia, like in the China and Japan, they are uh, they are privately funded. But in the uh, India, they are uh, supported by the educational institutes, uh, kind of the third third party. So yeah, it's a kind of very interesting tendency of Indian game age matter. What about what about the Middle East where you have experience and in uh, in in Africa? Are there are there incubators there and do they operate differently from other places that you found? Definitely. Uh, as for the uh, Middle East, uh, let's say like uh, uh, Saudi Arabia uh, is leading the uh, such kind of the game incubation. Uh, for example, uh, like uh, uh, the Savvy James Group, uh, which is also the very big player, uh, also for the esports scene, uh, because uh, it 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 purchased the uh, ESL Faceit and uh, some other esports organization, I think. But uh, it's also very important part of the uh, game developers ecosystem in Saudi Arabia. And they do the like a game incubation program for the Saudi Arabian game developers. And uh, how can I say it's more? It's more uh, how can I say similar to that of the European incubator. It's a uh, publicly supported, publicly funded. Uh, but uh, it's more how can I say? It's more how can I say for uh, based on the like a national strategy, uh, because uh, uh, the Saudi Arabian government uh, uh, made a. A strategy about the esports and game development uh, for the uh, how can I say uh, for the 2030, and uh, they uh, also say that uh, they need to make uh, uh, hundreds of the game studios uh, as well as uh, uh, some uh, uh, some hit hit players. Yeah, so that's why how can I say it's government? It's kind of the how can I say national led program for such things right here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, if you look at the how can I say African region. Uh, I closely work with the uh, game incubation program in the South Africa, and uh, uh, but at the same time, uh, they have some how can I say game, game incubation related organization or the game training organization in Ghana, Kenya, uh, Tunisia, and uh, uh, Senegal, and uh, they they are doing a real great job. And I also talked with uh, uh, yesterday. I also talked with uh, a guy from uh, Zambia, and he's a game developer in Zambia. And he really wants to make the uh, his own uh, uh, game incubation program. So, yeah, uh, I hope uh, uh, this uh, this thing uh, could work uh, for them. Yeah. No, I just this is no. I I think it's really really interesting to see the difference in different parts of the of the world. Just like you're describing, you know, sometimes it's private, yeah. but in many places, because here in the U.S., I mean, it's not you know the government is not doing things like that. Um, mm-hmm. you know, different universities, different colleges may be doing things along those lines. I'm not aware of, of a lot of that, but certainly it's, it's interesting to see in some places that, um, that the government stepped in. So let's say if you are, if, if you're an entrepreneur and you found, uh, um, uh, an incubator, an accelerator that you want to apply to, do you have any advice on what's the best way to make yourself look, uh, especially if it's a competitive Type of organization. What's the best way as an entrepreneur to prepare yourself to 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 improve your chances of getting accepted? Mm. Uh, I think uh, uh, I think how can I say the uh, in order to uh, 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 work closely with the incubation program, uh, you need uh, uh, I think you need uh, three things uh, to uh, how can I say uh, improve yourself. First. Of course, yeah, your game is super important, and uh, uh, yeah, uh, making a uh, how can I say the better trailer, uh, making uh, a better uh, a better game system is of course a very important part for the applying for the program. Second, uh, improving the pitch is super important, and uh, because uh, pitch is a com- your co- a very most important communication tool, uh, not only with incubator but also with publisher and investor. Uh, yeah, even in the hard, even in the hard, the countries in the Japan or China or such countries, uh, uh, the incubator, uh, asked the, uh, the game developer to, uh, make a pitch in English as well. Yeah. Uh, because, uh, uh, if you cannot, uh, speak, uh, uh, international language, uh, you cannot, uh, reach out to the, uh, international game publisher and investor. And the third part, uh, to understand the very uh, the business side of the game game development, 
Now, this is super important because uh, for the game developer, uh, they really want to make their own game, very interesting game. They have a really strong passion for making game. So as for the development side, they are the professional. And as for the business side, it's sometimes super different. And uh, they don't want to uh, focus sometimes, uh, right? And uh, they, so that's why, oh, I don't want to understand how to uh, be, uh, re uh, register your company or the, uh, how to work with investor is a little bit okay, the, too busy for us uh, or such things. So, but actually, if you look uh, in the long term, uh, uh, in the long term perspective, if I look at the uh, various game studios, uh, it's also very hard to see. Uh, obvious that uh, uh, the game the game developers, uh, with uh, a clear understanding of the business side, uh, has a better success rate. Yeah, that that is really really good advice. That uh, to make yourself stand out, to to show that you have an understanding of the of the business side of it as well. So let's say let's say if you've been accepted and you're going through um, a, a program, um, what are the kinds of things that you should do to get the most out of it? Because we wanted to, you know, it's like okay, sometimes people think that getting in is the hard part, and once you're in, then oh, then you're just going to coast, sort of thing. Wow. But it's it, but it's like no, it's it's like getting into school. You get into a really good school. That's that's just the beginning. I mean that then you know so do you have any any ideas any thoughts on what what kinds of things do, what kinds of things do you see that people who get the most out of the program what is it that they're doing mm. yeah actually a connect a keep connecting with mentor is a super important uh after uh entering your uh, incubation program and acceleration program actually uh, incubation program provides a training program. It's true. And uh, training program is very helpful. But uh, at the same time, uh, the game incubation program is a help for the network for the game developers. Actually, uh, these uh, mentors are, are the kind of uh, uh, very important uh, role, uh, kind of uh, the game, uh, game development mentors, game business mentors uh, have a very, very strong network uh, with uh, other important people. Uh, in the game industry, uh, so that's why, uh, for example, if you uh, take on the uh, like a, a lecture course or the such things, uh, after that, uh, it's it's better to connect with them, connect them with like, uh, uh, hi, uh, I have a question, I have uh, several questions and uh, uh, some hard uh, questions about uh, related to my gaming and uh, yeah, and uh, of course, how can I say uh, I can uh, help you do something, but. Uh, yeah, uh, you can. Uh, it would be great if you uh, give me advice or the things. Yeah, such a how can I say uh, the uh, how can I say? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it's a it's a uh, exact word, but uh, yeah, uh, kind of how can I say? Very active, uh, active learner and active uh, networker uh, is a kind of the uh, success. Uh, could be a big success. Get a lot lot of things uh, from an incubator and accelerator. And then, you know, really good advice there. What And then what about after you finish? So it's like, let's say you've gone through and you've been successful. Maybe you even got some funding or so on. What can you do afterwards to to also get the most out of the program that 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 you that you've gone to? Is it is it is it the networking? Is Is that the most important part afterwards? Yes, I think so. Uh, of course, how can I say the uh, game incubation program uh, uh, uses a uh, uh, various scheme, and uh, some of the scheme is different in the each region. Uh, however, uh, they are uh, uh, the networking part is always super important because uh, uh, some of the game incubation program are working with the government, the educational institute, and uh, various companies. And uh, for example, in my incubation program in Japan. Uh, we closely work with like uh, 100 uh, game publishers and uh, like uh, uh, like the how you say 120 of the uh, game investors. Uh, and uh, yeah, for the alumni, uh, how to keep connecting with uh, such people is uh, super important uh, because uh, actually you are making your first game maybe, but uh, you need to make a second game and third game. And then at that time, uh, such a connection is uh, should be very important, even if you don't work for the a certain uh, game publisher at the time of the first game, yeah. So that's why I keep connecting uh, with uh, such uh, uh, the stakeholders. 
and the, the uh, is a super important for the alumni. Could you describe? I mean, it, maybe it's more for me than anyone else. the The relationship between the game developer and the publisher. Mm. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, for the uh, indie game developer, uh, they have uh, several ways to uh, release your game. You can, of course, uh, you can release your game onto the Steam or the H.io or the some uh, other platform by yourself. But uh, today, uh, today's game economy, it's very, very difficult to make a visibility for the. Uh, game users. In this case, if you don't uh, have a very strong marketing resource, uh, it's, uh, it's sometimes better to work with a game publisher. And um, yeah, uh, they have a lot of indie game publisher uh, working for the uh, such uh, indie uh, indie games and uh, uh, game entrepreneurs. Some of them are working for PC, others are working for mobile, and still others are working for Xbox. Yeah, so that's why yeah, uh, such a uh, uh, connecting with a game publisher uh, is a uh, super important for the game developers. Yeah, you said, can people that don't have a business yet, but they just have an idea, they don't have a game yet, or or in even close to to having a game, but they just have an idea, mm-hmm. is there a place for them in the in the incubators? It depends on the steam, I think. Uh, for example, uh, in the case of my incubation program in Japan, uh, we require them to make a, a, the minimum playable demo. But uh, meanwhile, in the your some uh, certain European game incubation program, uh, they just require the one person uh, who want to who really want to make a, uh, uh, your own uh, game teams and so on. So it depends, obviously speaking. Again, it goes back to research. Yeah, figure out what's uh, oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah what works speaking, there. Uh, uh, Would you? Uh, it's okay. Would you suggest that people go through multiple programs, or are, ah. or or is that is that going to be kind of a, a waste of time, or is it going to be even hard to get into another program if you've already been through one program? I think uh, uh, it's also good to work with a multiple incubation program sometimes. Uh, for example. Uh, if you are working uh, for the uh, game incubation program at the first, it's also a good idea to work for the acceleration program for the next. Well, for example, uh, in the first case, uh, in the first uh, first time you will work, you will work for the game incubation program, focusing on the like uh, Asian market, and the second you will go uh, go to the like a game incubation program, focusing on the Western market. Well, yeah, it could be fine, I think. Makes sense. Makes sense. What about the difference between online and virtual, uh, virtual and in-person programs? Mm. Uh, or there's probably some that are, are mixed. What, what, what's the best one? What what uh, what format do you get the most good out of? Mm. Yeah, um, it's also uh, I, I saw the how can I say some of them are working for the uh, online program, others are working for the offline program. And uh, actually, a uh, offline program is uh, good for the uh, team, team building. I, in my opinion, it's kind of like in my personal opinion. But uh, uh, for the like uh, uh, for the region, uh, which has a uh, a lot of how can I say the uh, uh, the game developers with uh, multiple people team. In, in this case, a uh, physical uh, incubation program is uh, very helpful because uh, sometimes you need a very close communication with uh, other team members and uh, some other uh, stakeholders. And uh, yeah, in this case, uh, such an uh, offline program is uh, very helpful. Meanwhile, uh, they have uh, some uh, some of the regions uh, uh, which have a lot of lot of solo, de- solo game developers and they don't want to make a how can I say, bigger team. Uh, I like to uh, say the two examples, Japan and Saudi Arabia, somehow. <laughs> These two countries uh, 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 tend to make a kind of a, such a solo game uh, uh, studio or the solo game developer, uh, as far as my, uh, 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 according to my experience. And then in this case, uh, you don't have to uh, uh, work for the like uh, uh, offline uh, offline program. Uh, maybe, how can I say, it's good to, how can I say, attend the demo day, uh, uh, offline demo day, but uh, as for the uh, usual training, uh, you don't have to uh, attend the uh, offline uh, offline lecture or such things. Yeah, yeah, needs just my opinion. But uh, yeah. no, that's 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 what we're here for because you you have you have more experience than than most people out there. So, what is there going on in the accelerator incubator world 
that gets you the most excited? What, what, what is it that you're seeing coming down the, the road in the future mm. that you think that's going to really make a difference? Yeah, uh, actually, uh, I'm uh, so surprised that, uh, for example, 10 years ago, uh, the number of the JME Incubation Program and Accelerations uh, Program are super limited. Uh, like, uh, how can I say, in the world, like uh, 10 or the 12 or the 16. But uh, now uh, I make a list of the JME Incubators and Accelerators around the world, and uh, this list uh, is uh, uh, right down to like uh, 50 or 60 uh, JME Incubators and Accelerators around the world. And I even see that the 40, 30 or 40 organizations plan to make their own incubation program in the countries like the US, Canada, and some other regions. So that's why, how can I say, the, some of the countries really feel the importance of the such game focused in incubators. Now, this is a really, really, how can I say, impressive portal for me. What's the future of AI? This is, the, this is the question of the day. It's like, what, what is, what's going to be the impact of AI uh, on the game development world? Yeah, uh, I think uh, really, uh, so far, relation of uh, AI is uh, kind of different uh, in the, some, uh, some, some of the regions because of the uh, judge for the courts, I think. Uh, but uh, actually, how do I say, they have uh, uh, some impact on the uh, application. And uh, some of the uh, game incubator uh, could uh, uh, d- d- uh, welcome for the such uh, AI-based gaming, but uh, so some of the, some others uh, they don't uh, approve the such uh, AI-focused gaming. I think so. Uh, it depends on the how can I say uh, the deals of the uh, incubation program or acceleration program. I think. Uh, however, uh, if the such a game incubation program, if you're a focused game incubation program, uh, uh, no, uh, if the one certain game incubation program uh, focus more on to the technology side, then they might be they might like your idea onto the uh, AI uh, rated to gaming. I think, yeah. Oh, uh, AI is like the, the one thing that's gonna get, get it, it's already changing things, and it's right. it, get, it's gonna change game development. It's gonna change all kinds of things out there. Exactly. The other thing I wanted to ask you about here before we wrap up is that you you probably travel more than almost anyone that that uh, that that we come across i mean when you talk about all the places that you have been a speaker at could you talk a little bit about how you, i guess two things how you become a speaker how did you become a speaker at so many different events and and what's what's the value of that what's the value to you i'm probably asking too many questions what's the value to you and what's the value to them to have you come and speak yeah, uh, actually, uh, it's very important to focus on your specialization. Uh, in my case, uh, my specialization uh, is uh, about the knowledge in the emerging market, and uh, that's why I started uh, from. Uh, I started the. Uh, I, I did uh, my first lecture in India, uh, uh, like uh, ten years ago at that time. Uh, in this case, uh, uh, Indian game or developers organizer asked me to uh, explain a little bit about. Uh, how to work with a Japanese game company uh, from an emerging game developer's point of view. So, yeah, uh, in this case, uh, uh, of course, how can I say I'm a Japanese guy? I have a connection with a Japanese game developer. And at the same time, I also know the uh, mindset of the emerging game developers. Uh, So that's why uh, I make a lecture based on that. So, yeah, so uh, I hope how can I say it works for the (laughs) Indian game developers. I hope so. Uh, But uh, such a knowledge uh, like uh, how can I say uh, the focusing on the specialization and uh, uh, for specializations and uh, combine the, the uh, your multiple specializations into the one part, it could help you to uh, make a speak a lot of speaker session next year. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I, I I I don't know. Uh, it's a uh, uh, it's too it's too uh, abstract, but uh, yeah. So, but uh, in, uh, in my individual uh, uh, experience, uh, uh, since experience as uh, such, uh, how can I say the such a focus is super important. What, what I think is really interesting about it is it's just uh, it's networking that mm. gets you um, it, it, it gets you known out there. Is it also part of your work? What was it? What was the company? I, yeah, I've got it here on my little list. Uh, Media Create with Media Create, where you were you were creating. The, the reports that you were talking about earlier is it is it yeah. that kind of background that gave you the 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 level of expertise that people wanted to hear from you yes definitely 
Yeah, uh, I'm uh, I'm uh, yeah, uh, I'm very how can I say? Uh, I really appreciate the uh, how can I say the approval of uh, my my boss at the time. <laughs> and uh, actually, when I say speaking, you know that the Japanese company is usually very conservative, right? And uh, they 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 are mainly focus on the domestic market usually. But uh, in my case, uh, I'm very how can I say lucky to uh, work with uh, various uh, emerging countries. So yeah, like uh, India or Africa or such countries. So. Yeah. So yeah. So I, I in this case uh, I I was super lucky yeah, about that. Yeah. Well, I think yeah, but, one uh, of the things. Uh, going ahead. Sorry. Yeah, uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, how can I say my uh, experience in the uh, Middle East uh, uh, did a really really helpful for me. Yeah. Uh, because uh, how can I say if if I don't have uh, such experience, uh, I can uh, I cannot get such a uh, approval. I feel. Uh, so that's why uh, keep working on the international network is uh, always super important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, it's always been, to me, really impressive how Japan has been able to work with so many parts of the world and be so successful in almost every industry out there. <laughs> because it's like, it. because I, I think in, in Japan, and I, I've never been to Japan, but I, I just mm-hmm. picture it, society being a lot different than Western society with different, you know, a whole different approach to things and so on. Had you ever, you ever see that, did you ever read that book, Culture Map? Culture Map. Uh, Culture Map. Could you, uh, uh, could you, uh, could you, could you elaborate a uh, uh, little bit more about the, what is it, Culture, Culture Map? Map? What is, it's, it's been a, uh, 10 years or so, but what she was doing is she went and she, she measured, she was reporting on different attributes for different parts mm-hmm. of the world on things like, you know, how aggressive, from a business perspective, how aggressive people were, how, uh, mm-hmm. how people, some people, you know, just told it like, the, like it was. And other people, it was much more consensus building, which you can mm-hmm. imagine which country, which were ah, like, but it was, it was so interesting because she went into so much detail and it was like, mm-hmm. and the, the British were the most direct. The mm-hmm. Germans, if I remember right, mm-hmm. the Germans received direct communication the best. I mean, you couldn't, you couldn't offend the Germans. I mean, they wanted to hear exactly what you yeah. had to say. They don't beat around the bush. Don't read between, don't make me read between the lines. Tell me what, yeah, what you yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just interesting yeah. how she was, she was mapping all these things yeah. out. And yeah. it's one of the things that it's always kind of fascinating. It's like, when you think of Japan, when you think of the, of, of uh, Asia, and it's yeah. like the, the yeah. culture there is, you know, approaches business differently than yeah. in many other parts of the world. So that's why it's always yeah. interesting that coming from that culture there in Japan, Japan has been so successful in reading other cultures and figuring out how to do business there. Mm. Yeah. Uh, actually, uh, the uh, in my, uh, I'm a Japanese guy and uh, I always feel that uh, sometimes the way of the Japanese uh, business style is uh, sometimes too old. And uh, sometimes uh, very uh, conservative, <laughs> and uh, maybe because uh, how can I say? If I work with uh, executive the Japanese uh, big company, uh, they cannot understand uh, how can I say with the thinking in the uh, global way sometimes. But at the same time, uh, uh, it's also always great to uh, have a uh, how can I say the very good branding uh, for the international region. Yeah, it's uh, really really helpful for me, honestly speaking. And uh, I'm uh, really always uh, uh, appreciate the uh, uh, international people's uh, how can I say a positive feeling about the Japan. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, yes. Yeah, very. But, yeah. Very. Very positive. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And, and uh, in my and uh, in my case, uh, uh, if uh, when when it comes to the uh, culture map, uh, uh, I I am also the uh, lucky in this side because in Japan. Japan is a very how can I say? Uh, they don't. They, 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 in Japan, we have a, a proverb that uh, uh, silence is a uh, uh, silence is uh, like a, a silver, and uh, it means that uh, like uh, how can I say? The silence is better than the speaking or sometimes. Yeah, so that's why how can I say they they don't speak so much and uh, like uh, they they uh, they are they are more how can I say? Uh, 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 like uh, how can I say? They don't uh, they they don't uh, how can I say want to. Uh, clarify something or uh, such things, but uh, but uh, at the same time, uh, if you look at the Middle East, they are very very how can I say? Agree- sometimes uh, very how can I say? Speak a lot and then uh, yalla yalla or uh, yeah like uh, how can I say? Let's go let's go or uh, such things, and then so I feel that like uh, two extremes of the <laughs> such uh, how can I say? Uh, speaking style cultures. Uh, so that's why uh, I uh, I put the how can I say? Uh, various uh, uh, how can I say? Uh, the 
communication style uh, between the these the two uh, these two things. Uh, so that's why I uh, appreciate that these how can say two regions uh, how can say uh, knowledge and uh, career. I think. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, years years and years ago, just because I'm a lot older, I was probably I was probably working at, at Packard Bell before you were born. But Packard Bell was the biggest computer manufacturer in the 90s here based in California. And the leaders, it was a private company, and the guys that owned it were Israeli. And Israelis, these particular Israelis, they were very verbal. And just like you're saying, you know, they're very, very aggressive. But they were able to sell a, you know, 20% of the company to NEC. And we always thought that we always wanted to be in the room when they were talking to the Japanese at NEC because that was, you know, because that was not their style. And it was, it was just, it always, uh, we were so impressed that they were able to communicate well and, and connect with, uh, with Japanese people at NEC because the cultures, just like you're describing, are coming from two different places. Yeah. So, I mean, I really appreciate you taking a little bit of time here because you, you just have such great, uh, level of experience out there. Uh, is there anything that you wanted to talk about that we didn't get to? Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, everything's fine. And uh, I'm really, uh, it's uh, really a big honor to uh, be here and uh, a, uh, share my knowledge about uh, uh, incubation and acceleration here. So, yeah, uh, I really appreciate it. Yeah. No, we appreciate that. So, where can people find you? LinkedIn, is that the best place? Yes, LinkedIn's better, I think. Yeah, actually, in Japan, LinkedIn's not so popular, but uh, uh, I'm usually using uh, uh, LinkedIn. So, yeah, it's great to uh, connect uh, connect you with LinkedIn. Yeah, actually. Okay. Okay. So we'll put put your link put your links there. So, yeah, to wrap up, it's just like yeah, thanks. I really appreciate you taking taking a little bit of your time here to um, to g- give us your insight because because you you've had more experience than than so many other people. So so. Show, we really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you, Tom. Uh, yeah, uh, I really enjoyed the talking, uh, talking, talk with you. Thank you. Great, thank you. So this is the Gamers Change Lives podcast. What we want is, if you're listening to this podcast, especially if you're listening this far in the end, go and subscribe to the podcast wherever you are um, listening to podcasts and follow us on our social media, but most importantly, engage with us. We may not have the be- the biggest audience out there, but we have a really good community of people that want to help each other. So go out there and engage with us. So thank you, show. This is the Gamers Change Life podcast. Play games, create jobs, change lives. You've just heard the Gamers Change Lives podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment and leave a review. And if you haven't subscribed, do so right now so that you can stay up to date with episodes as soon as they're uploaded and so you can hit the ground running on changing your esports adventure forever. You can also visit us at gamerschangelivespodcast.com. Play games, create jobs, change lives. Thanks for listening.